Hello, I'm Lauren McLean, and you're listening to the Casually Profound Podcast, conversations with friends about how we apply spiritual concepts into our everyday lives. Today, I'm joined by Christina Ruther and Samantha Long, both from Thompson, Manitoba. Um, hello and welcome, ladies. Thanks for having Hi. me. Um, you're so welcome. And so these women, I know through our mutual friend, Laura, we have all taken um, different classes from Laura together uh, with Akashic Records. And do we do the emotional one last fall together? So I did that with somebody. I forget who was in that one. Um, and Celtic Healing Reiki, which apparently Christina does not remember. So... <laughs> The so we have gone through a journey together. Of I've, I've met Samantha in person. I uh, haven't met Christina in person. We're good internet friends now, I guess. And so <laughs> the this episode where I really wanted to dive into kind of why what is going on behind all of us taking all of these courses, trying out all these modalities, going from one thing to the next, and how does how do we actually use these in our everyday lives? I feel like this is such a common phenomenon that like once you go through that kind of point of no return on your personal journey, whether it's spirituality or growth or whatever, that like you start taking these courses and like it's never, you just, there's more, there's so much more to learn. It's so exciting. It's so much fun. And like, it feels like you finally found your people and you finally found people who make, like make everything makes making sense. And so you just keep doing it. And like, why do, why <laughs> we do this? So I'm curious, um, Christina, what has been your motivation uh, throughout different courses and maybe what has been some of your favorite courses certifications that you've taken that you've enjoyed um I think a big part of it is the connection you make with the people right so like when we did the Akashic ones and then it was time for the next Akashic ones it was like well I have to take it like I, I gotta keep doing stuff like even online with these girls like so I, I think that's a big part is the connection you're making or for me um I think the Kashik's my favorite, but my other favorite that I probably use the most is like the Dragon Reiki. Mm. I mm. love the Dragon Reiki. I was super pumped about the Celtic one because I love nature and stuff like that. And then it's been blocked from my memory somehow. And I don't remember a single thing about the Celtic Reiki course. Um, but I'm sure one day it's going to be really useful. Yeah. It's actually happened to me before uh, with astrology. So I think, Samantha, I have exposed you to my astrological nerdiness. But um, the I've gone really deep at different points into astrology and like would talk at that point. At one point I was working in retail and would like would literally talk to anybody about their needle chart if they stood still too long in front of me. Like I, I just talked about it all the time. And so this one day, this girl uh, that I worked with came over to me and she's like, you know, I kind of just need a little bit of advice. Like, um, I, I've been feeling really weird. Like I kind of want to move. And, and I, I just like, what's, what's going on with the planets right now? I was kind of like, why are you asking me? And she was like, you don't shut up about this. Why, like, what do you mean? What do I mean? Like, it, this is your thing. This is astrology. You do this. And I was like, huh? And I went in like in my brain and there was nothing. The file was like completely <laughs> empty. Completely. I was like, I have, I have no clue. I even like pulled up her chart on the computer and was looking at it. And I was like, 
it's a bunch of squiggles. Like, I don't know what to tell you. And so it, that's happened twice with me with astrology where I learn, 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 learn. And then it's deleted out of my brain. And then I'll, okay, okay, I'll come back to it, like learn some more, learn some more. And then like get my kind of sea legs back under me again. And then it gets deleted again. And um, I was explaining this to my friend Paula and she was saying that this is common with shamanic training, that shamans go through this often when they're going through different levels of their training, because what it's doing is it's it's giving you that place to calibrate your like mind knowledge and your heart knowledge and that kind of thing. So what I would estimate, my hypothesis for you, Christina, is that the Celtic healing Reiki that we took is too junior for you. It was too basic kind of thing. Um, And that your soul has a much deeper and much, uh, much deeper knowledge of that. And so taking the course consciously, like with people and and with a notebook and like taking notes and that kind of thing, it kind of stirs those memories. Um, And then your brain is like, no, fuck that. Like, fuck that. This knowledge is not useful because I have this deeper knowledge that I know and that is ready to come to the surface. And the the time in which you it's blank where you don't remember anything, soul or brain or anything, is the time that your physical body needs to upload the files. Because a different well, that's a much better answer than you were too dumb for it and you don't remember it. So I'm really glad yeah, for that. No, I love that No, answer. you're too, not too dumb for it. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Absolutely not. No, the, I mean, I am like, this is kind of an intuitive thing that I'm feeling with like, it's a soul knowledge that you have that is just coming online. Um, I, yeah, I feel it very intuitively. Does that make, do you feel that? Do you feel like you have past lives or like ancestral knowledge and stuff from Celtic area? Cause you are, Celtic, right? Like you have that heritage in you now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like do you I would have know? some Celtic heritage, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay. Cool. It was just um, like in your in you now. I was like, yeah. Well, because <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. Like there's past life stuff and then there's, which I was like, and there's an ancestry component to past life stuff. And then there's like your physical body now holds DNA that has a heritage right. to it and a, and a, like an ancestry line to it. And that is what I mean. Like you're right. And that's what I mean. It just took me a minute to think about that. Right. Like, yeah, no, yeah, I do. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So did the, the dragon Reiki, did you learn that from Samantha? I did. Cool. I am not familiar with Dragon Reiki at all. So you'll have to we'll both have I to I me. actually like I utilize it like every single day. Tell, tell us. Day, I, tell us about it. What is that what is it like? Joy Sam, I feel like I'm like every night when I go to bed, I visit my dragon. Like that's how I go to sleep. It's like visiting my dragon and either getting knowledge or sharing knowledge or thanking them or whatever. And I also use them for protection that like I mean, it's a long drive between, you know, Thompson and Winnipeg, you know, and every time I get out, like, my dragon's protecting me on my drive there and for everything that happens, like, yeah, I go on a hike in the bush. I bring my dragon to come and check it out. I, I don't know. I love my dragon. So. What does your dragon look like? Um, 
kind of morphs sometimes, but he's like yellow, like a. I totally was imagining it was yellow. Yeah, yellow, green, and brown, right? Like a kind of whatever. And I think he's a guy, but sometimes I think it's a girl. Pretty sure it's a guy. I've had guides like that before where it's like, you're so sure it's a gender, and then it shows up the next time, and I'm like, hello. What? (laughs) Okay, cool. Fluidity has a whole nother meaning with like <laughs> spirit creatures and beings and that kind of thing. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool that you use your dragon that often. Sometimes I've taken with Reiki was one of those things that I took. I just took a regular Yusui Reiki. I took levels one and two. And then a few weeks later, I went and saw Laura for a, um, this might be a Laura Stan podcast. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, what was I going to say? A few weeks later, I went and saw Laura and I was like, yeah, I did my Yusui one and two. And she's like, cool. Do you want the rest of the activations? And I was like, okay. And so she's like, here you go. There's activations. You can do Reiki now. And I was like, okay. Nice. <laughs> so Sam, what has it been like for you teaching Dragon Reiki? Like, is that one of your core things that you use? Is that one of many that you use do you use it on a regular basis talk to me about your dragon reiki it's definitely one that i use regularly um i probably use for me it's my experience is i don't i don't know how unique it is but i kind of really trust whatever to come through to come through for my own personal practice I just open myself up to the flow of energy and whatever comes through, comes through. If it's a tree, I, I, I you know, I, um, I use the Celtic and if it's, my, and if it's my dragon or the Kundalini, like anything that comes through, like I've taken so many certifications now, like I feel like I have all these channels open and whichever one I am um, vibrating with or resonating with, I believe that that's what comes through. So I just tap in, use it, allow it to flow through. So for me personally, I, I my dragon always sits on my chest. And when I feel my dragon, I'm like, okay, the big message for my dragon is always like, don't forget who you are. It's like, sometimes it's yelling at me and, and Laura, she's like, he's yelling at you. Don't forget who you are. I'm like, okay. So anytime I feel then my, my chest is heavy. I'm like, okay, I tap in. That's my dragon. My dragon's sitting there and it's golden. And actually it's interesting because I had a Ricky treatment done with someone that Christina knows. And this person um, seen gold all around me. And this person was a newly certified and thought, oh, I've, I've made this gold. And then they kind of took a step back and they're like, no that's her and yeah my dragon was very present during that reiki session and yeah they're just all different frequencies and and i just utilize for myself personally whatever comes through it's super interesting when i'm as a reiki practitioner and i'm with people who come and have services done with me um how many people have dragon guides um and some kind of thought that before, but just needed that me to verbally share with them what they've shown me so that I can share with them and 
give them that validation that it, you know, it is a dragon. <laughs> but teaching dragon Reiki has been, I think the first time, because I was kind of not sure if I was going to certify people for the longest time with any kind of Reiki modality. And I did an introduction to dragon Reiki and we did this, um, we did a meditation and um, I took a, you know, we did a journey meditation and the response and everybody's experience completely blew me away. And when I first took Dragon, I actually took it with Laura and I wasn't quite sure how I was about dragons as a child. Now I realize how many things, how many movies were my favorite that had dragons in them. And so again, that fine tuning, getting attuned to the specific Reiki. And then you kind of have that reflection on the synchronicities that you've had in your whole life. And you're like, oh, it's like, it's always been with me. Mm-hmm. Like I think when Laura first started the, the, the class, she's like, or, and I, or maybe I'm just making it up. And it was like, and this is what I share with people too, is, you know, do you believe in angels? Do you believe in fairies? Do you believe in animal spirit guides, you know, and you kind of could go through like, it's just our culture that doesn't necessarily have those teachings of dragons, but it's, it's in there. And as soon as you, as soon as someone presented it or my mind presented, it, or I was told um, to be presented in that way, like, well, if you believe in angels, why don't you believe in dragons? Like I'm almost like, <laughs> so that, that was, I don't know. The biggest thing, the biggest shift for me was like, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I mean, one thing that I've carried with me for most of my life is that the stuff in, that we read now that's called fantasy is more often based in some, it, it is almost always based in some form of reality. And um, whether it is this lifetime's reality or a different lifetime's reality or on whatever planet that life may have been lived on, um, there's such an element of truth in it. And I think that, you know, even if we haven't don't have a, a, a Bible that tells us about uh, dragons and that kind of thing. I, it was so funny. So I uh, did lots of my growing up in Southern Manitoba and, and Morden where um, Harry Potter was like a very big uh no, no, it got banned and whatever. And so naturally my mom was like, you need to read these books now. Um, and so Harry Potter became a huge part of my personality. And the dragons and different creatures and stuff in there, the, I totally lost my fucking train of thought. It is so gone. Well, we'll go on a different one. We'll go over here instead. Um, there was a different series that I read when I was a kid called Aragon. Uh, and it, it had dragons in it and it had magic and all that kind of thing. And I remember, yes, yeah, that book, Aragon, um, it's fucking amazing because I remember reading that book and that was, I would have read it in my late teens. It was well after I had started doing energy work and spirit work and talking with spirits and angels and animals and all that kind of thing. And so, um, I remember reading those books and being like, this book actually like describes magic. Like this actually gets it. This is actually real. And so I started playing, there was that series and a different series. It wasn't Harry Potter. Harry Potter is like fucking imagination. But um, the the Aragon and this other book, His Dark Materials by Philip, 
Philip Pullman, they had these principles that just like, I was like, I swear to God, I remember doing this stuff. I swear to God, I remember um, doing these things. And so I would start like implementing it into my energy work. And I was like, this is fucking, this is real. This is a thing. And so it's funny, you know, to growing up, here's the link. Growing up in Morden, um, people always held the Bible as this like the ultimate truth of everything. And it's like, okay, this is in no way intended to offend Christians. This is just my personal opinion, um, which might be offensive to Christians. And I, the Bible is always like, okay, that's a cool storybook. The stories, some of the stories in there are incredibly fucked up. Um, And yet we can't hold a book like Harry Potter as like a good storybook too. Like why, why are these on, why are these treated so differently? And okay, so we'll use the, the line that the Bible was channeled divinely. Well, like JK Rowling says in all of her interviews that she was riding the train one day and the characters just like walked into her head fully formed. She just knew the whole story day one. And um, you're gonna tell me that's not channeled? I've channeled some shit. That's that's channeling. And um, so it's always, it's never quite made sense to me how, you know, the fairy tales that show up in a book called the Bible get held and revered and are easier to believe in than the fairy tales that are shown up in fantasy books and that kind of thing. When all of them across the board hold a kernel of truth and hold a kernel of exaggeration and hold a kernel of deep metaphorical lessons that we all need to to take on as humans and that kind of thing. And um, yeah, I don't know, because you're so right. Those stories do exist. It is easy to believe in. It is easy to connect with those things. It's just a matter of choosing where your stories come from. I think that's where I am in my life of seeking. Mm. I have, I've, <laughs> I've expanded my seeking into not just one teaching. Mm-hmm. And all of it falls under this realm that I am categorizing categorizing myself in and you can't make this shit up and if you think of I'm reading this book and it's has some shamanic teachings in it and it just talks about that's how we learned was through stories and then they were recorded and within those stories there was truth there was imagination and there was questions so that you can go as deep as you want into it. You can sift and sort what you want to put into your being as to be part of your truth for right now. But also I believe the imagination part is so that there's some growth as well. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I am. I, 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 I don't believe I would ever be in a, I hope that I'm never in a place where I could say, yeah, well, that's not true. Or, <laughs> you know, like, because I think it, it all is. And so I grew up in a home where, um, uh, in a Christianity uh, mm-hmm. type of home, one of the homes I grew up in, and so I thought that was that was it, <laughs> you know. And I I witnessed my dad go through a, his Christianity um, seeking to see what avenue and what frequency he wanted to believe in, and he was speaking with um, various different groups of people throughout various different, I'm going to say modalities of Christianity until he found the one that was the the one for him. 
Mm-hmm. And I was able to witness that. And I, and I thought even as a child, I thought that was quite interesting. And so I think some of that teaching, just watching my father go through that. And then now I'm like, oh, I'm in this big seeking. I'm in this. I want to learn as much as I can. And I want to sift and sort and decide what I'm going to bring into my being, what is going to be my truth right now. And then file like you file the rest away in case I need that later. or in case I shift into a, whoa, or I come into a remembering of, you know, like, (laughs) oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm curious how having, I'm trying to think of the words you just used to describe it and it's failing me, but all of, all of that filed away and all of that knowledge and all that seeking, that kind of thing. I imagine I'm putting myself in your shoes as you're describing this. And I imagine that if I had a client in front of me and I was trying to sort through what was going on with them to help them heal or grow or whatever the goal is for that session, that I'd be very overwhelmed because I feel like I've been in a similar, I've been in a situation like that before. Luckily I haven't had too many clients that have in those times in my life like that. And I'm curious how you sort through that or how you've been able to sort through all of that knowledge in order to really cut to the quick of what's what's going on. And I, I know you've said, you said just like earlier that you, whatever comes up, you go with. And um, yeah, I'm just, I just want you to expand on that. That is <laughs> because I never want to feel overwhelmed. And if I get too in my head, um, then I do feel overwhelmed. And I've learned <laughs> from experience and practice that if I truly am just open to the way it works for me is I see what they show me, whether it's the the person who's seeing me or our guides are communicating. And that's what I share. That's it. And anything else that comes, comes. Um, And that's it. And sometimes I can't explain it, but when I speak, what I, what comes out of my mouth, (laughs) when I'm sort of told or led to share, they get it. I don't have to get it. I don't have to understand it. If something does come up and, and I'm like, well, I don't even know where that came from. I just share that. And it, and if I don't have an answer or not an answer, if I can't explain it, they can. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Christina, is any of this resonating with you? I'm actually just thinking of Samantha, like going through a mental like Rolodex, like old school library, like, okay, what what does this person need? Like, you know, when you're asking about having all that knowledge, that's what I was picturing, right? Like flipping through the, the old Rolodex. Yeah. 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 Have you been able to identify, Christina, what you're seeking in your life at this point? Um. Yes, a bit. Um, always, always, always when I'm like kind of questioning, it always has to do with like knowledge, like ancient knowledge, right? So mm-hmm. like I've been taking like, you know, the herbal courses and stuff like that for like foraging, you know what I mean? And stuff like that, like back to the old, old school roots of things and, and just like, you know, the Reiki and, and the stuff like that. But I think confidence like uh, and I feel and I that I learn more and the more I learn the more confidence I'm getting 
in myself, which I think is maybe what I'm seeking, right? Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the more I'm getting to know. And I, and I mean, like, sounds weird that that's what I'm looking for, but, and oh, that's what my dragon always tells me, like, you know, like ancient knowledge, you remember the old, remember the past, like you need to be practicing that. Right. So yeah. And I think the more I learn about it, the more I feel better about myself and the more like, yeah. Um, I don't know if that kind of answered what you're asking, yeah, but that's yes. what was going on in my head. I think it answers it beautifully. And I'm also curious when you have that confidence, what will you have then? Like, what does that bring you? The only word that's popping in my head right now is like peace, Mm. but like, like a calmness peace, like Mm. that I, I I don't know, maybe it's like belief in yourself, belief in whatever that I don't, that that's just what I'm getting. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you feel like you have that peace now? I feel like um, it's, I feel like it's coming and I feel like I'm on the right path for it. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And I know Lauren, like when I did my first reading, when we did the cash, it was with you. Oh, and yeah? when I did my very last one in the courses, it was with you. And I, I think there was a big difference between first and last. And I think confidence was a big part of it. Like I actually seen that it was like a mountain and like rocks were falling down, like, cause the barrier was me. Right. Like. have you seen that show up anywhere else in your life as you've built this confidence in these particular areas is that confidence showing up anywhere else um sometimes I think it's showing up maybe more as more positivity like in the last Mm -hmm. few years than I would have had you know five ten years ago where I just wanted to punch everybody in the face and I still get that feeling sometimes but I can like be like no you're going to like (laughs) Make that a positive punch, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so that that kind of, you know, I the I think anyway. Yeah. Have you noticed that, Samantha and Christina, as well? I've always seen this side of her. So mm. I she's never, I don't think, ever wanted to punch me in the face, but <laughs> oh, I, I would have told you if I did. But if I can, if I can ask you, Christina, you say confidence and I, and I hear validation, validation in alignment of who you really are. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think even validating of who I am and not being scared to be who I am, right? Or not be scared to have people know who I am or what I think or what I, like, yeah. That's definitely a scary jump. I've been going through that myself a lot, like with this podcast, for instance, right? Like the, I've been putting myself out there a lot more on social media and through this, and a lot of it is using my voice and a lot of it is articulating my thoughts and what I've been thinking and feeling about different things and holy shadow work Batman um it has brought up so much stuff um so that's 
fucking beautiful that you get to go build that confidence in a in a training setting, right? Like in doing these different things and learning different things and going through that really intentionally. Um, that sounds like a really beautiful way to go through that. And I also have to say that, you know, you're talking about being your true self and, and um, it, like using that wisdom and stuff that you have in your, in your soul self. But the, I saw this whole time you've been on Zoom, I can like hardly actually see you on the screen because what I am actually seeing in my mind's eye is so strong. I keep seeing you as this, um, like I want to, like it's like a Scottish woman, like it's an old, high, like it's an old, um, like with the (laughs) Fuck no. I mean like from olden times, the, um, the, I can see this like white uh, white hat, like babushka thing and like a green dress. And it's very like, I want to say peasant, but like it's that foraging in the woods and like living off the lands and, and being the one that everyone comes to, to ask for healing, to ask for help. Um, the the wise woman, right? Like the sage, um, it's very like high priestess card, but in a very, in a very, very humble um, beautifully humble way. Um, I like that. It's been like screaming at me this image of you doing this. So you're saying that taking all these courses and this seeking this confidence and, as Samantha put it, validation, um, right? Like it it makes so much sense because I can like I can see that side of you. I can see that so clearly, right? Like that's where I want to be with my coal oil lamps instead of my light ring and my you know, old school stuff and. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So, um, the Samantha, you have also taken the Celtic healing Reiki with Laura. How has that one shown up in your, in your life, in your, in your practice? Does that one come forward often? So it's funny because that was the one I was the most excited to take. And coming out of it, it was the one I was the least excited to practice. Oh, interesting. I love trees. I've had beautiful experience with trees. And when I was finished that course, I thought, oh. And maybe it was my own blocking because there were so many symbols and so much I found it was so much I felt I had to remember that uh, that I got into my head and so it wasn't until I kind of let go of I have to (laughs) have to know all the right symbols for all the right trees and and I have to know what those trees are and 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 the healing of those trees so now when it does come in I just see a tree I don't even have to know what tree it is. Mm-hmm. I invite the healing of that particular tree to come in and it just does. Mm-hmm. So now years later, I am excited about having had and done that particular course because I love trees. Growing up, my grandparents had this enormous willow tree in their front yard. And when I do journeys, to the lower land, lower round, that's the tree that I go to. And we used to like pitch a tent and sleep under this tree. And 
when my grandparents uh, sold their home, I was very sad because I wanted to go back and spend time there and, and spend time with this tree. And uh, we were on our way to my great grandfather's hundredth birthday. And we, my, my now husband, Steve, he took me cause we were kind of driving by there um, to the, and the tree was still there. And I walked out and went by the tree and hoped that the people who <laughs> weren't home. And I was just like in the presence of the tree and it was still there. Like the magic of this beautiful willow tree was still there. And then I, and I, all I have to do is close my eyes. I don't even know if I have a picture of it, but yeah, I don't even know, but it's in my mind. And it was just, I don't know. I've always been, I felt, I've always felt very connected to trees. That's cool. The, um, the Celtic healing Reiki when I took it, um, I like, I knew that I needed to take it and Laura kept messaging me about it. She kept being like, I'm offering it here. I'm doing it there. What do you think about this? I'm like, okay, fine. I get the point. I need to take this. Um, not that she would ever pressure someone to take one of her courses, but that when she gets told by the universe to tell someone, like, I trust that she's, I trust that I'm being prodded for a reason. Um, so when I took it, I was kind of like, yeah, we're going to learn how to use some trees. And then um, I felt very similarly to you, Samantha, in the, in the day I was like, okay, this is, it's very, it's kind of convoluted um, and didn't really I don't know. The messages that came through were cool. Um, but I was like, I don't know if this really makes sense to use if clients are used to whatever. So like neat, but we'll carry on. And then one day I went into Winnipeg and I was, I had the day off. I was going in for like appointments or something like that. And I stopped off at a Cinnaboyne park to just hang out for a bit. I had, I had some time to kill and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go hang out at the park. And I, um, got out of the car, sat down at this picnic table, and I realized I was sitting exactly halfway. This picnic table was positioned, and I was brought to this spot exactly in between an oak tree and an ash tree. And in the way Laura taught it, the oak and the ash are the beginning and the end. They're the two bookends of uh, any session. You use them to open and close. They're the, they're the main, like, anchor trees. And then there's, of course, a lot, many other trees that come in in the different uh, layer, layers and levels and all that kind of thing. And so I was like, this is real. Holy crow. I just got brought to this amazing spot. Um, and also that I trusted myself or my intuition and that kind of thing to follow to that spot and was drawn to that spot anyways it was cool so I sat there for a while and soaking it in and taking some pictures and and allowing the energy to flow and since then I have definitely when I get into those quiet moments with myself where I'm I don't know not necessarily meditating not necessarily like just those quiet moments, like before you're going to bed or getting in when you're sitting waiting for someone or that kind of thing. Oftentimes trees will come in, in for me now. I could be in the middle of a city, I could be wherever, but that tree spirit comes to me and is like, Okay, we gotta run a few cycles. We we gotta we gotta run a few things, right? Cause in the in the tree energy you go around and then you go back and that kind of thing. And um so there's been several times now where like it's I love that it's just it's such a communication it's so cool the way trees communicate 
And um, like you were saying too, Sam, as a kid, as a kid, I wouldn't say necessarily that I was like so into trees. It was definitely after like in teens and older when I started reading books about stuff and being like, oh my God, people do this? Like, hell yeah, let's go try this. And um, then <laughs> after I moved on from Harry Potter, I like read exclusively Harry Potter from like nine, no, no, no seven to like 14 that's all I read um and then so after that my life like expanded a lot and um (laughs) it was as an adult like in the last few years living in Morden um I was up at the lake a lot and there was one tree up there that told me it was the grandmother tree and talking with that tree and the other trees there um I spent a week with a shaman and learned a lot about trees and that kind of thing. But this whole interest in trees and communicating through nature and through and with um, natural spots and that has totally opened up a whole new world. Um, but that Celtic healing Reiki, that just took it to a whole nother level of like being able to accept and communicate and that kind of thing. It was very cool. It was very cool. Are we sparking anything for you, Christina? <laughs> All good. <laughs> no, I don't. I just don't remember the day. Well, and I did like I was at the at Thermea one day, and I went into the sauna, and you know it's like just you can't see, you can't whatever. And I'm sitting there, and I could see like this symbol, and I'm like, I hope that's the symbol for cedar, because I'm sure like <laughs> I see some tree symbol, but it must be cedar, because I'm sitting in this like sauna right now with the cedar yeah cool but no I I do like hug tree like you know when I go Mm -hmm. for a walk me and my friend we go on these hikes or whatever and we'll be gone for a long time we come back and you look at your Fitbit you're like that's all I walked because you know we like hug trees or oh look at this rock Ooh, it's got some and I like lay on a rock for a while I'm like I just gotta lay here I just gotta lay here like you know or so like I totally get like the energy of the thing and I thought that's why I'd be more connected with that Celtic Reiki than what I what I am like at this point but I yeah I'll just walk along and touch touch them that's cool um have you ever gotten any like messages or knowings that kind of thing after laying on a rock or chilling with a tree that kind of thing um I don't know I, I know I get something out of it, but to say like, oh, hey, like, no. Did you get, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I totally do. It's that unconscious relaxation that you get from like knowing you're in the presence of something. Um, I, I'm going to say the word holy. Knowing you're in the presence of something holy or divine or whatever the thing is. Um I used to go up to, so I used to live in Winnipeg and I would work in Selkirk. And on the way home, I would um, go past Birds Hill Park and every day I would just drive in and be like, okay, I'm going to drive my car until I get told to stop and then I'm going to get out and walk until I get told to stop and then I'm going to go home. Um, And so it was just like an exercise in like totally fucking wide open intuition, right? And um, the being in that park oh my gosh the trees in there are like it is so cool it is so cool the whole cedar bog area um 
is one of my favorites. And that spot there, being there with those trees, they have secrets. There is like, oh, and it's not that I've specifically gotten messages or anything like that, but I totally know what you mean about just going and being there and how it, um, how it lifts you up, how it, um, I mean, the colloquial term would be like this forest bathing and like you get this, like all these endorphins or whatever the fuck you get. But it's, I don't know, to me, it feels like more than that. Well, I, I think I'm an ogre because I'm like crazily drawn to like swamps and like little creeks. <laughs> and I will drive and I will stop when I see like a swamp or creek. And then, then I just go and I stand and there's like so much going on there that you just don't even yeah. know what's going on. And I just have to stare at the swamp. <laughs> so, yeah. I love it. I mean, you're perfect in Manitoba then. Cause like the whole freaking thing is marsh and swamp and. Right. That's perfect. I'm kind of the same as Christina. We go for walks and. <laughs> My family like way ahead of me, and I'm like, oh, true. Look at the moss, and I will just sit. I'll be the same. I'm the same, and I'm just like, I just, I call it like the pause because it's not not really meditation. It's not really breath work. It is just, you know, I call it the pause, and you are just, and maybe it's part of it, like you said, Lauren is kind of like forest bathing, but you know, yes, it lifts you up, but it also grounds you, and you can just, well, when I'm doing stuff like that, I just, I feel all of it. And I think I'm the same. I don't necessarily get messages. It's all feeling like the hugging and the sitting and the, you know, the putting your back on the trees. Like I lived in BC for a few, for about 10 years and gosh, those are trees. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I, I'm, there is something very magical about the area and the forest all in the uh white shell area mm-hmm. there yeah. is just I can't describe it and the moment I stepped out we spent some time there a few years ago I'm like I just I felt at home it was like I've lived there before and, and, it, and I hold it all to just the the forest and the trees around that area there's just they're extra magical <laughs> So you talked about how the, when you're walking through, it's that grounding feeling and like the, that presence is just what you're feeling. It's all feelings. I think I experience it very differently where when I'm in a forest, so on a good day, I see energy in binary code. Um, and so it like kind of, so for lack of better terms it's like the matrix you know when like it's all the green green letters when you see the agents at the end when and neil's looking at the agents and it's not the picture of them anymore they're just the green code and he like goes through the code that's how i see energy is like the green code except it's multicolored and like multi-dimensional and anyways um and so when i'm in a forest the code almost like slows down and so one of the things that I saw when I spent this week with the shaman, um, we did a lot of plant medicine and went on some really cool journeys. It was in Muskoka. And so it was a land that I, I didn't feel at home in. It was definitely like, you're a visitor here. Um, and you can, you can see this stuff, but like, this is not your land. That's very much how I felt when I was there. Um, 
as opposed to like other areas where it's just like, welcome home. Like, we're so glad you're here, that kind of thing. Right. And so one of the things that I learned there was um, in uh, mushrooms was seeing how the trees are all so connected and that like, you know, the mushroom layer of the earth at mycelium, um, how that connects and how it passes messages. And all of a sudden I could see the coding running through all these things. And so the, in Morden using this grandmother tree and walking on the lake and all the passages and stuff like that up there. Um, the one thing that has stood out to me the most is the dead tree network. That was one of these things that I learned with the shaman was that dead trees are in the forest. They still hold a purpose because they're still transmitting information. They transmit different information than a live tree would, but the dead trees are just as vital to the network as live trees are. And, um, that they act like satellite dishes. The dead trees act like satellite dishes and they transfer information farther than a live tree would. Uh, dead trees can transfer through the air, whereas live trees usually transfer through the ground. And um, so being in a forest and all that kind of thing, it's like this, to, to me, it's like a feast of, it's a, it's a fucking feast of information. And it's information that's actually moving slow enough to to like interact with it nicely usually that like binary code is it's so fast it's like computer speeds like um it's like you're watching the internet happen in real time um but in the forest it slows down and it's almost like they're like brush strokes of code and like brush strokes of information going to and from and like a little animal will take code somewhere else and it's just really interesting so the I, I, I feel things in a forest, sure, but it's definitely not just that for me. Dead trees are my favorite. <laughs> Put it out dead there. Trees, dead favorite. trees are dope. They are awesome. my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Often I'll be like, oh, my God, beautiful that tree is. And they'll go, oh, but it's dead. I'm like, oh, but it's so beautiful. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, um, actually the dead tree at Morden that I was talking about, there's the grandmother tree and there's one dead tree that was like very loud and very strong and that kind of thing. I always thought it was very masculine. And so I had the chance to put a piece of art up at the Morden Lake. I I was allowed to put a, do a permanent installation up there. And so I made a round, uh, circle. It was meant to be like a frame so you could look at nature. And I positioned it to like connect the two trees, the grandmother tree. And I was mm-hmm. called the the dead one, the grandfather tree. And they were like across the lake from each other. And I like had positioned so that it wasn't like perfectly lined up, but the intention was to like line up the grandmother and the grandfather so they could have this like channel across the lake. Okay, that's so cool. It was that made me like there are even more. <laughs> It actually, I had to take it down last weekend. Um, the it, the legs broke on it. It is unclear if the wind broke it or if vandalism broke it. Um, but the I'm working on getting some different legs on it. Did it go back up? But yeah, ladies, do you have any other thoughts, comments, concerns, things that you've learned that you want to share? Well, I have to say, I really appreciate your perspective on the satellite perspective of the dead trees, because now I want to go and see one of those witness. I want to go and experience that, see if I can tap into a little bit of that. So I appreciate that. Yeah, because like 
the way I've seen it is that um, live trees suck information up from the roots, whereas um, dead trees, the roots aren't connected anymore. And so the information can actually flow down. It makes so much sense in my brain. (laughs) Yeah. Christina, do you have any final thoughts? No. um, Just, yeah, thanks for... Thanks for inviting me. This is so cool. It's so cool just to connect with you guys. And yeah, and I'm so excited for you and your podcast. Like you have no idea. I've no, I don't know how to listen to podcasts, but I'm like, I'm going to figure it out. So I can I'll, like, I'll send you a link. I'll send you a link. Follow Lauren and listen to all her podcasts. And yeah. And so just, you're going to expand my knowledge even more. Like, right. Like, yeah. Cause the point is just to have conversations about what we've learned and how we've learned it. Cause that expansion, um, I've found sometimes that like it's cool to listen. I've listened to lots of podcasts where somebody is like teaching about a tool or a modality or a thing. And like that's exciting uh, for five minutes and you end the podcast and you're like, okay, now we're done with that. And we're on with our regular life. And um, I don't know. I just feel like conversations are such a important medium. Like it's it's like it's storytelling, right? It's storytelling. It's that time around the fire. It's that time with friends to just shoot the shit i think that's where some of the real fucking magic happens that's where you're gonna learn stuff right because you're gonna be interested you're gonna be what like you're gonna keep that information as opposed to just being like taught something exactly you know just by hanging out and doing it yeah exactly and holding space for each other and just Mm -hmm. really listening and christina i do have to say the um the impression that I have been getting this whole time from this soul version of yourself that I'm seeing and what you're saying and all that kind of thing is that you are fucking living that life that you have been seeking. Like you're there. It's bow on top, present wrapped, (laughs) like it's done. You're there. It is feeling extremely strong today. Awesome. Thank you. So thank you for showing up. Thank you for being you. Thank, thank you for coming you. and fucking thanks. around with us today. Thanks, Sam, for your connection because I wouldn't have met you guys or taken any of the stuff I have if it hadn't been for her. And so Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this episode of Casually Profound. And if you want to have conversations like this with us, please just shoot me a message. I'm on Instagram. I am Lauren. Literally, that's my handle on Instagram. I am Lauren. Um, you can also look up Casually Profound on Instagram. And we will see you, we'll see you around the internet. So thank you so much for coming today. And thank you for sharing your time with us. We look forward to having more conversations with friends in the near future.